0: We are in a sermon series during this season thinking about families, how we compare the family to a garden. Scripture does a lot of referencing of the agricultural theme about cultivating those correct things. We had a a sermon on roots and how that relates to personal life and family life. Sermon on soils, again, personal and family. And uh, this morning we're going to think about weeds and uh, see what we can learn from Scripture. And I'm going to be reading from... Matthew 13, uh, beginning in verse 24, and then Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19. And I want you to listen very prayerfully uh, to God's word, beginning in Matthew thirteen twenty-four. And Jesus told another story. God's kingdom is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. That night, while his hired men were asleep, his enemy sowed thistles all through the wheat and slipped away before dawn. When the first green shoots appeared and the grain began to form, the thistles showed up too. The farmhands came to the farmer and said, Master, what was was that clean seed you planted, wasn't it? Where did these thistles come from? He answered, Some enemy did this. The farmhands asked, Should we weed out the thistles? He said, No, if you weed the thistles, you'll pull up the wheat too. Let them grow together until harvest time. Then I'll instruct the harvesters to pull up the thistles and tie them in bundles for the fire, then gather the wheat and put it in the barn. And then from Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on. This isn't the first time I have warned you, you know, if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this analogy of weeding the garden is a very helpful one as far as I'm concerned in in us thinking about our personal spiritual lives and thinking about family lives because a garden needs tending. A garden needs intentional Care, it can't just be left to itself, just like families cannot. Let me ask you this much you know about weeds, right? You don't have to do anything to get weeds to grow. You know that, right? You don't have to plant them, you don't have to water them. They can grow in drought, they can grow out of rocks. You don't have to do anything to get weeds to grow. And so it is in family life when we get sloppy, when we get careless, when we don't pay attention, bad things happen. See, When we neglect the family spiritually, it's not that there's an absence of growth. When we neglect the family spiritually, it's not an absence of growth. It's that the wrong things grow. And so the weed analogy truly works when you think about your personal life and your family life and the attention that's needed. Something else about weeds... Weeds can disguise themselves as healthy plants. We know that from the Matthew 13 parable that Jesus told. The wheat grows up, the tares grow up, they look alike, you can't tell them apart. I remember uh, not very long ago, I asked Janet to join me at the berm north of our house because I was trying to pull weeds and I saw this one plant growing up and I couldn't tell, is that a weed or is that a plant? You You don't want to pull up the wrong thing, right? You, you want to you uproot the correct thing, and I ask her to come over and verify because they look so much alike. Have you ever thought about all the ways in family life when there's tension, all the ways that we justify ourselves and we try to, to convince ourselves that the sin or the poor choice that we make is really the right choice, that, that, we, that we try so hard to camouflage sin by calling it something good. For example we call something love and it might be more about control. We do a good deed but maybe we don't do it out of sheer love. Maybe we do the good deed as manipulation to get somebody to do something nice for us or to be noticed. We call it persistence but maybe it's just stubbornness. You know there are a lot of variations on that theme. And then we might say, well, I'm just a really good judge of character. I have the gift of discernment. And maybe in reality what it is, it's hypercriticism and fault-finding that's destructive to other people. See, the weed and the, and the healthy plant can sometimes look so much alike that we have to be very careful about our self-righteous naming of them. Now... Let's look at the weed list that the Apostle Paul gave us in Galatians chapter 5. He calls them the works of the flesh. There are three broad categories. And uh, this, they're not, these categories are not foolproof, but, but I think they'll, they'll short, sort of just give us the overall picture. I'm going to show you this first slide, and it's about the distorted sexuality. He lists in verse 19 sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery distorted sexuality. The second category is distorted worship, idolatry and witchcraft. And by the way, the Greek word for witchcraft is the word from which we get our word pharmacy. So that in in, in ancient days, the mixture of illicit drugs creating an artificial high was coupled with pagan worship so that people were trying to have this this out-of-body experience to the point that the word for witchcraft is a word that... The, the, uh, comes into our language as pharmacy. So you've got distorted sexuality, distorted worship, and here's the third category, and notice it's the longest distorted relationships, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self ambition, dissension, destructive opinions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. Now I want to leave that slide up, and I want us to think about some things that maybe you've noticed about this. ...weed list or works of the flesh list that Paul offers. The first thing I notice is that these weeds are mirror opposites, inversions and perversions of the fruit of the Spirit. Later on he talks about love, joy, peace and so forth. But while we stay on this slide, I want you to think about how for every true manifestation of fruit of the Spirit there is a distortion and a counterfeit. Paul mentioned love, and a distortion of love is sexual impurity. Paul mentioned joy, and a distortion and a counterfeit of joy is that seeking an artificial high through drugs and pagan worship. Paul mentions peace, and instead of peace, the weed is jealousy and envy and destructive opinion. You see, how these, you see how these grow in the garden unless it's tended and how the weeds will substitute for the genuine fruit if we, don't, if we don't pay attention to business. Another thing that we notice about Paul's weed list is that the list of inner invisible sins is longer than the list of outer visible sins. Most of us would say, well, works of the flesh, you know, that's like sexual sin and uh, drunkenness. Uh, But wait a minute, Paul calls the other things works of the flesh as well. So that jealousy is just as much a work of the flesh as sexual immorality. Destructive opinions and hatred are just as much works of the flesh as are the sexual impurities. We don't get to categorize them. We don't get to rank them. They're all sins. They're all works of the flesh. They're all weeds that have to be tended. And you know, this leaves us with really no excuse. Uh, We like to make excuses for our weeds. Uh, You know, when there's a family uh, discussion going on and there's tension, someone will say, well, I I can't help my temper. That's just a, you know, the Johnson or the Jones side of the family, or there uh, are Johnsons and Joneses in the church. So that's the Hickenlooper side of the family. You know. Uh, and, and I can't help it. It's just the genes I have. Well, you can help it. You know how you can help it? You can help it by weeding your garden with the help of the Holy Spirit, by making a conscious choice to. We don't get to excuse ourselves and say, that's just the stuff I inherited, because we all get to make choices about our weeds and about our garden. Well, here's another excuse that people like to use. The devil made me do it. You know I, don't know, I don't know why Satan made me do it. Satan doesn't make us do anything. We get to choose about the weeds and the fruit in our family garden. You know, several years ago, uh, there was a couple, TV evangelist couple, husband and wife, who built donors out of millions of dollars of donations as they built mansions for themselves, they had matching Rolls Royces. And she bragged on TV that she had all these clothes. And and later we discovered that she had so many clothes that uh, she gave some to charity that had never been worn. The tags were still on them. Expensive clothing. And she said one time on the air, I have a shopping demon. Ladies, did you know shopping is a demon? She said, I have a shopping demon. No, she didn't. She didn't have the demon of shopping. Their family just needed desperately to weed its garden. Their family needed to make different choices about priorities. You can't blame it on the devil. You can't blame it on the gene pool. It's the choice we make about whether to be intentional about weeding our garden. What about the weeds in your life? What are they? What are the weeds in your family that need attention? And what's the answer to all of this? What's the solution to this? Well, Paul gives it to us in verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit, that's the next slide, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This, by the way, is my life text this is the, the passage of Scripture that I adopted many years ago as my golden text for my life. Not because I've achieved it, but because I'm constantly falling short and need to be reminded of the gardening that needs to happen in my life. There's a plaque on the wall in my office, if you ever come in my office, that lists the fruit of the Spirit. I try to keep them in front of me all of the time, those manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit. And, and here's, here's just, a, just a teeny little... Correction to people who say it wrong. It's not fruits. The, the noun in the Greek is singular. It's fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. There is one fruit. It's Jesus Christ. These are manifestations of that fruit. But the fruit is Jesus Christ himself. The fruit is Jesus' personality on display through us. All of those are Jesus popping out of our lives, growing in our lives. And when and if we garden and weed our garden to make space for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will replicate the life of Jesus in us and through us and we will bear that fruit. So that what happens is that Jesus can do through us supernaturally what we cannot do naturally. Families will go to weeds if they do what comes naturally. But with Jesus' fruit in us, we are capable of doing what comes supernaturally. Let me give you a couple of examples of that. Let's say that you're having a very difficult argument with your spouse or with a child or with a parent or with a sibling. And uh, tempers get dialed up and you suddenly say something really hurtful, really ugly, really devastating. And the minute it leaves your mouth, you know it's wrong. And you end up thinking to yourself and maybe saying out loud, where did that come from? And you're shocked. You're surprised. Where did that come from? It came from your weeds, It came from your weeds. You haven't been tending some things. And those words are the natural outgrowth of the junk that hasn't been weeded. Let me tell you something. Nothing will confront us with our own selfishness like getting married. Nothing will confront us with our own selfishness like having children. And if you're not married and you don't have children, there's still nothing that confronts us with our selfishness like a, a close, intimate, genuine friendship that mirrors back to us the selfishness and the weeds that still need attention in our lives. But let's flip that around and make it a positive example. Let's say that you're in an intense argument with some family member and recriminations begin to be lobbed both directions and you just get ready to say something really cruel and hurtful and all of a sudden for some reason you just stop, you reach out a hand of tenderness, you speak a word of kindness and suddenly the cycle is broken, suddenly the air is cleared and you say to yourself, where did that come from? I didn't do that the Holy Spirit. It's God growing the fruit of Jesus in you so that you can do supernaturally what you can't do naturally because you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ and he's growing your garden. Last fall, Janet and I were trying to do some weeding of the flower beds to get ready for winter. I was working again in that north berm and uh, I realized there there there's a weed that that I had neglected. Uh, I don't know if I just thought it was a plant or didn't see it, but uh, did you know that when you neglect weeds, they don't go away? And uh, it had rained recently, and so I'd been pulling up weeds just, you know, just, wow, this is easy. They just come right out of the root. But this one had been left, it had been neglected too long. And you know what I had to do? The only way it would come out of the ground is I had to get on my knees. And there are some weeds in our lives that just don't come out. They've been neglected. We pretend like they're not there. We think they'll go away. There are some weeds in our lives. The only way they're going to come out is if we get down on our knees. We get down on our knees to pull some of those tough and nasty, ugly weeds. Leonard Sweet is a uh, church consultant and a professor. He tells a delightful story about a woman who had a dream. In her dream, Jesus is standing behind the counter of some store. And she walks up to Jesus and says, Hi, what are you selling? He says, your greatest desire, your wildest dream. And she says, oh, awesome. I'll take happiness and peace for the whole world. And Jesus replied, oh, you don't understand. I'm not selling fruit. I'm selling seeds. He provides the seeds. There's work involved. There's weeding involved. He wants us to take part in it. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace patience and kindness and generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's pray together. Loving God, grow something beautiful in our lives. Open our hearts to the hard work of weeding that needs to be done. Loving God, speak to each heart in your own personal and precious way. This is our prayer through Christ. Amen.